0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back. I want to change things up a little bit today. We've been talking a lot about others and how to connect with others So our executive presence is felt by them, so they perceive us as having that executive presence. And that's still 100% true and is definitely the mechanism by which executive presence is actually generated. Again, it's not how you dress, it's not your title, uh, it's not the way you stand or make eye contact. All of those can have an impact, but those in and of themselves do not generate executive presence. The thing we're going to look at today is a little bit different in that we're going to look at how our own internal confidence and threats and doubts that we have ourselves can negatively impact our ability to generate executive presence. So in other words, what that means is if we don't have confidence in ourselves, or if we're not able to generate the right state of being inside ourselves because we have some doubts before we even enter a room and anyone else is involved, forget about what they think. If we don't have the belief in ourself, the right state of mind, the right state of being, it becomes very difficult, if not impossible, for anyone else to perceive something that we don't truly believe ourselves. So today the topic I want to share with you is something called stereotype threat. And what that basically means is that when there is a stereotype that applies to us, when we go into a high-performance situation, and I'm talking about a negative stereotype, like, you know, you're not good at something, right? Or you're not expected to succeed at something. Then some of our mental horsepower, right, Our, our cognitive horsepower can easily be pulled away from the performance of the task to worrying about how you perform will impact that stereotype, which you know others have, right? So they don't even have to be acting on that stereotype. You just know that stereotype exists in the world. And if you think about it, if other people who are not subject to that stereotype don't have to worry or think about that, they're running at 100%, right? But you're running at 90%. 80, 70, depending on how anxious you are or how much it distracts you, and you're not giving your full 100%. So in a way, whether they're better than you at the performance or not, you're still working at a handicap at a disadvantage. So there's a great example about this in a study that they did um, with some college students, and they had them fill out a survey or a background sheet before an exam, right? These female college students. And they were Asian female college students, and half of the group, or or one of the groups, was told, uh, was given a survey that really focused on how they were women, right? It really focused on their gender, uh, and as as you may know, in society, there's a negative stereotype in terms of women and their performance in science or math. Totally not true. But that stereotype exists. It's very strong. We've all kind of grown up with it, heard it from our teachers and society. So it's there, right? So you you, you can't think that it doesn't exist or that you haven't heard it and it doesn't impact you. Now, another group was given uh, questions at the beginning of the test which focused on their ethnicity, on the aspect that they're Asian. And of course, Asians have... Um, I guess what you might consider a positive stereotype in terms of their math and science performance. So these women are both Asian and women, and they're split randomly into two groups, so one is not better at math than the other. Which group do you think performed better on the math exam that followed? Exactly. The group that was made to think more about the fact that they were Asian and not the group that was led or, you know, influenced to think about the fact that they were female, right? So apply this to your own situation, right? There may be negative stereotypes about your performance or the performance of a group that you belong to, and it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not, right? That's not the problem. And actually, not that it doesn't matter, but the problem we're talking about isn't the fact that someone else may believe it. It's the fact that it can negatively impact your own performance because that stereotype exists. And even by trying to not think about it, right? Don't think about a pink elephant. What did you just do, right? Even by not thinking or trying to not think of it, you are expending mental energy to not think of it, which means you're not operating at the same 100% capacity as someone else who doesn't have to worry about it. So, nobody likes it, Joe, when you just bring problems to them. Is there a solution? What can we do to counteract this stereotype? And there there are several methods, one that I want to share with you, inspired by Jonathan Rowson. He is a uh, Scottish chess grandmaster. I believe he was like two-time British uh, national champion. Great writer. By the way, also, he's got several great books. And he gave some advice uh, to a colleague on chess and becoming a champion. And I'm paraphrasing here, but his advice basically was, if you want to be a chess champion, you'll never make it. right? You'll always see the obstacles and the lack and the things that you can't do, and you'll get hung up on one of those and you won't make it. However, if you choose to be a chess champion, if you decide that that is your identity, you make your choice, that's what I call this, make your choice, then everything that you see, every action that you do, every tough decision that you make is informed by that identity. You've chosen that identity, which makes it much more likely that you will achieve that eventually, right? So the example I like to give is And let's stick with chess for a second. If you want to be a chess champion and you look around and you say, yeah, I am a chess champion, right? I haven't haven't gotten there yet, but I am a chess champion. I will be there. And you look around and you're thinking, well, what do all the other chess champions do? And you see, hmm, they all have top coaches and teams. But that costs money. And maybe you don't have a lot of money right now to spend on it. Guess what? Not an excuse. You're going to get a coach. You're going to get a team. You're going to be creative. You're going to beg, borrow, and steal, whatever it takes to get that team, right? Because you don't have a choice, right? You are a chess champion, and all chess champions have these types of teams. So for you to live into your identity, you're going to need to do this. So one way to combat stereotype, which is very effective and can help you on the way to your executive presence, is to make your choice. Choose the person that you are, and that will help you grow into and become that person. And if that is a person with the most executive presence in your company or your organization, God bless you. I think that is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel, and how you feel about yourself, that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Hello, welcome back. So happy to see you again. Today I want to talk about an ability that is often confused or overlaps quite a bit with executive presence. Uh, it's also a topic that I love to talk about. In fact, it's, it's one of the first um, leadership ability uh, concepts that I thought about and started training people on even before executive presence. Um, so it's great. it'll be great to talk about the nuances and how they're the same and how they're different because they definitely have different aspects although it's easy to see how people might think that they're one and the same so the concept i want to talk about today alongside executive presence is charisma thanks for listening can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel